Brick and Mortar Reporter, episode 129. Hey there, localists. This is Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire. Welcome you to the Brick and Mortar Reporter podcast. Today's podcast is jam-packed with tips, strategies, and the motivation you need to take your business to the next level. I'm excited about what you'll learn from today's interview. And don't forget that choosing local when you have the opportunity is vital to your community. So now, let me introduce your host, Christy Hostler, with today's interview. Hi there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. My name is Christy, and I'm your host for today, and I'm so glad that you've decided to join us. Now, if you listen to Friday's podcast or the previous podcast to this one, you know that we had author Ryan Levesque on, and he is offering every one of our listeners a free book, and you can simply go to www.askaskformula, F-O-R-M-U-L-A, askformula.com forward slash brick. When you get there, you can put in the shopping cart for your book, and then there's a coupon code. For the coupon to go to zero where you owe absolutely nothing and get the book for free, simply put in brick, B-R-I-C-K, 2015, and Ryan will send you a free hard copy of the book. When I say hard copy, I mean physical copy of the book. There's a, a lot of free books you can get on digital download, but this is one that will actually be shipped to you. And if you're like me, every time I'm at the beach, I need a physical book in my hand. I can't read the Kindle very well. I can't read the iPad very well in the sun and nothing like a physical a hard copy book to actually uh, do what you need to do at the beach. And it's a great book to Try to figure out getting your customers' heads and try to figure out how you can give your customers exactly what you want, no matter what industry you're in. So get your free book at askformula, www.askformula.com forward slash brick. Once you're there, the coupon is brick2015. Hope that's simple enough for you to remember. So go there the minute you get back on your computer and go ahead and get your free copy of the book. Now, onto our topic for today. I wanted to take today and give you a couple of updates on the pier. Um, I haven't done that other than just brief snippets here and there in a little while. And, um, you know, there's some good news and there's some, some good things going on, so I wanted you to be aware of that. Now, the very first thing I wanted to follow up on is I told you back in a couple of several episodes ago about just the, the particular vendor down at the pier that was targeting and harassing me. And uh, not just getting to the point of harassing me, but ha- harassing the board about me and about the products that I sell. And then at the same time, he began targeting individual people to try uh, to get information about me from. And which is, I mean, this is kind of crazy. It's kind of like Stalkerville or something like that. But, but the interesting thing is, is that um, he really approach the wrong person about it and the interesting thing is that there is a vendor down there who is the one that's actually has uh, the responsibility of kind of overseeing the participation committee which is which is the committee that decides when you jury in if your stuff gets in or if it doesn't so um this particular person that he approached, uh, you know, was there whenever he did his, uh, had the pizza delivered, whenever he delivered a pizza to the jury showing that he made it, but it was the pizza delivery company delivering it. And um, the interesting thing is when he approached um, this guy complaining about me, it, it was one of those things where this is a normal, calm guy, but he realized 
really quickly that he crossed the line and better pump his brakes because the guy essentially stood up for me and he's like no we're not going to jury in your pizza again you had your opportunity you let the ball drop for months now somebody else has got it and you're just going to have to live with it because you didn't follow through with what you were supposed to do so no we're not jurying in your pizza again and if you can't come down here and just worry about your own business where you have enough to worry about then you are not welcome to come down here and that was a wake-up call because that guy realized at that point that he didn't have a lot of people in his corner and that he simply uh, really did need to work on his business rather than focusing on mine. Now, I'm not saying that he has completely given up. He still uh, could come up with something a little bit crazy out of his pocket. Who knows? But it, at least for the moment, the guy that stood up for me um, solved the problem and essentially uh, put the other guy in his place. And, you know, and that's the whole thing. We don't want that kind of an atmosphere down at sunset where everyone's spying on everyone else and trying to get everyone else in trouble and, you know, pull their information and see what they're doing. And so instead of working on your own business, you're working on just taking down the competition. And I think there's been um, a little bit of that that's been allowed to go on for a little while. And so that's a great thing to have people that kind of have the common mindset. And it's funny because the guy that stood up for me, you know, I overheard I was there the other night when he was having a conversation with somebody, and he's a very, very intelligent guy, and he's been uh, very helpful to me in my business and giving me ideas and giving me tips and uh, just really doing some digging and research that he has been helpful to me in my business. He's the one that um, turned me on to the nitrogen generator, whole that whole idea. And so... Um, you know, I love having people in my life that, that enjoy kind of nerdy things because that takes the pressure off me and they get to do some of the work I don't want to do. So uh, so that's a very, very good thing. But, you know, I heard the guy over over here, heard a conversation the other night he was having with someone else. And he said, you know, I used to be the kind of person that would tear people down. And it was just easy to tear people down. And he said, over the years, I have found that by tearing people down, I didn't, it didn't gratify me as, th- as much as I thought it would. And so what I have since decided to do is realize that I get so much more out of building people up. And by building people up, you build up the whole organization. And I love to hear that. I thought, man, that is spot on. Of course, I couldn't, you know, other than saying amen under my breath, I couldn't butt into the conversation. But I thought, you know, that's exactly, exactly the kind of mentality we need to have um, in in the organization at the pier. So I was glad to see that he had tried both and decided to go with the build-up model. So that that's a great thing. Now, we are in, uh, this episode is airing on February 16th, and we've just finished a weekend of um, the very first uh, high season, so to speak, of our tourist season. The great news is we had a really good weekend, and uh, had I had a banner night last night, which would be February 15th, which is the official start of the busy season. People were buying, people were tipping, and essentially I ran out of, of about everything I took down to the pier. The good news is I ran out at a time 
that was kind of the end of the night winding down anyway. So I was still able to service all of my customers and make them uh, their final orders before I ran out and then able to improvise a little bit after that. But I got, you know, I got to the point where um, I was, there was a line and people that wanted to talk to me for something else couldn't do it because they were had to wait in line to do that. So I love that. I love being busy, and I think that's a great sign. Now, there's two things that I wanted to specifically tell you that um, I'm going to have to pay especially close attention to as we enter this busy season. The very first is my inventory. And for me, my inventory is the amount of kind of raw product that I bring on the food cart every single night. There might be times, and, and it's one of those things where um, – I will say that historically I have a tendency to overestimate what I need for any given night. I'm optimistic, right? What do you what do you expect from me? So I overestimate what I might need and many times um I end up bringing a lot back home. Now as long as something isn't highly perishable, that's okay. But I have to pay particular attention to my inventory because at this point, I need to have enough. There would be nothing worse than having customers there and not have enough product to sell them. But I can't go overboard, so I need to make sure I do a realistic um you know, view of what the the actual business is. And there's sometimes where I just, I'm, I'm not, I've realized when I get down to the pier that I'm not even thinking because I might bring way more ice cream base than I even have liquid nitrogen for. And it's like, you know, trying to get all these segments and parts in balance. Um, so I'm not taking up extra space. I mean, my space is limited on a food cart. And so it just is one of those things where I need to have enough to cover my, client base and then I don't need to have so much that I'm allowing things to ruin and to spoil so that's my delicate balance that is no different than any other business owner has the problem that I have is that I never know what products are going to be hot that particular night with that particular crowd in that particular weather I'll give you an example Friday night I um took my it was cold I took my uh, ice cream stuff I took my pizza stuff and I took my coffee stuff we had a huge amount of wind so I couldn't even keep the fire lit to to do pizzas that night and so that was kind of off the table then I only made one ice cream all night but here's the thing I sold $110 worth of coffee that night which was about all the coffee I had on the food cart and so what I'm finding is sometimes I will have like a a Sunday night I sold I mean I sold a decent amount of coffee but I didn't sell out of what I had already brewed whenever I I brew some right before I go down to the pier and then I can do the refills at French press them as I'm at the pier and so I didn't even go through what I had pre-brewed the three thermoses Now, I did sell some iced coffee, which is another uh, type of batch of coffee, and a few uh, frozen coffee drinks, which are different. That's a pitcher of cool coffee that I take. Um, But at the pier on Sunday night, I sold an incredible amount of cryopop, which is the frozen caramel corn, which I loved that I was, uh, I loved that that was happening. And then I also sold a tremendous amount of ice cream. So, um, you know, that led to about a $250 night on Sunday night. So weather can play a huge role in it, not just weather, but wind. And um, so those are things that it's very, 
uh, easy for me to overlook or if I had not been prepared on Friday night for all the coffee that I sold and and like I say I did almost run out of reserve coffee um, because I hadn't really refilled the stuff that I had on the food cart that I keep in airtight containers I hadn't really refilled that for a busy season so I just had what I had left in there so uh, those are things that I have to keep an eye on to make sure that really all of my uh, product lines are able to sustain a heavy volume night, and that's one of the things that I need to work on. Now, the other thing that I have got to pay attention to, as we enter the busy season, I am anticipating that I will make more than enough money to live off of, and I don't by that I don't mean don't mean wealthy at all but what I mean is that I might have a week or a month I should say where I um, have I am earning more money than I need to live off of to pay the bills at this point I've only taken out exactly what I need to live off of and everything else goes back into the business but at this point I haven't had a lot of extra left over after that you know it's been up and down and up and down and up and down so it is very important with the seasonality of what I'm doing. Now, there's there's two components that I'll talk about in just a minute. But it is very important that I don't go crazy whenever I suddenly have extra cash flow. And it needs to be set aside because I know what happens in September, October, November, right? I mean, I just went through that this past year. Now, granted... I was struggling with trying to find myself in my products. By this coming November, September, October, uh, those months, I will be definitely in full force with the same type of products that I'm doing. And they're great products. They're really, really good products. So I feel like I could at least mostly sustain my best, um, my minimal amount that I need during that time. And so even though it's not the best, it's not high season, I think I can sustain it rather than last year I was experimenting with it. So setting aside enough cash to have several months of income to get you through the lean times is absolutely critical. Also, during uh, this year, I am working on building uh, relationships with people outside of Mallory Square to get uh, festival type work and doing events here and there and everywhere else. And so by that time, um, there are a lot of events that take place in the fall in the Keys. And so I will be able to um, be on the rotation uh, to get in some of those, which I wasn't last year because I really didn't have, uh, number one, I hadn't been in town long enough. I didn't have my stuff all together and I didn't know that I would even have a product that I could feasibly sell at a um, festival type environment so that will be different next year the other thing that will be different next year is that by having ice cream you essentially make your busy season the summer because it's really really hot and people want ice cream they want cold things they want cold coffee drinks and those will be my staples throughout the summer and even other people out there at the pier that might be seeing their business wind down in the summer and they see it drying up because not many people are wanting to come back out, what happens is uh, it concentrates the business for those of us who are selling very summer-related products. So um, I'm thrilled that we are finally here and we are finally in the busy season, hoping to get as many work days a month as possible, weather permitting. At the same time, um, being very 
cognizant of the fact that I have got to build up a reserve for the just-in-case for this year. So that's one definite uh, thing that I have to do. And that's no different than any other business. Um, Lots of businesses have that seasonality built in, especially if you have a business where you've got to continue paying making payroll you've got to continue paying rent Um, maybe you even have you know set advertising that you have to continue to have every single month Uh, you have to hoard some cash to get you through those months and that is what will cause you um, to have stress in your business if you don't so make sure that it's you know for me it's not time to go out and buy a boat or anything like that it is time to hoard some cash and be ready for the lean times and know that I have a plan in place uh, to make it through that. So so those are two aspects of my business that I'm going to keep very close eyes on is my inventory and my cash flow um, and make sure that I'm doing appropriate things with it. It's also, um, you know, trying to maximize uh, every single aspect of my business that I can while I've got the crowd uh, that's around so that's it's it's actually um, it's a good thing and I'm so glad now that I look back I'm so glad that I started when I did and it's it sucked don't get me wrong it completely sucked to start whenever people were saying oh well, we only have about one more week of uh, you know season and then people will go away that part was awful because it's like I needed money but I couldn't get money because there wasn't the 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 business wasn't there but at the same time I can look back now and say I'm so glad I went through those experimentations so glad I went through those different incarnations of my business so that I could come up with what I needed to to make it and be smooth sailing during the busy season so now busy season is here and I've just got to adjust a few things with uh, the amount of product I'm taking and have reserves and that sort of thing and I don't have to experiment with trying new products that will sell. I have products that will sell. And I have products that I'm actually going to have to take off my cart because I won't have time to sell them properly if I'm busy making ice cream and coffee all the time. So I think the pizza is going to have to sit by the wayside for a little bit. And it might be that I can bring it during the week and still have time to handle it. But during the weekends, maybe not. And so I'll have to kind of adjust that kind of thing. But I wanted to just spend a little bit of time this morning giving you a quick overview of what's been going on and some things that are going on at the pier. And the other last thing that I wanted to tell you is that we are, uh, today is the day that we will take our plan for daytime. Uh, being out whenever the cruise ships are in town to the city and get signed off on that. So we will also be expanding our hours, which again can double or triple potentially um, our income because it's doubling and tripling our hours being out there on cruise ship days. Plus it'll help us look forward to the cruise ships, not uh, disdain them for blocking our view of sunset. So it's one of those things where there's a lot that's going on, a lot putting it in the right directions, and uh, a lot that we can do to really dig ourselves out of the hole. I'm so thankful for it. The, the things that I have done to this point this year to get ready for this, um, you know, one of the things that, and we talked about it in uh, a few weeks ago in, in an episode, um, I had to get myself organized from the financial aspect of keeping track of my receipt. This was after I did my taxes, and I spent all day pulling my hair out because it was a nightmare because I hadn't properly 
gotten organized at the start of my business and I had receipts everywhere and in different places and didn't have them all you know tracked or in, in any kind of digital format I just had all paper receipts so I had to go back and enter all that stuff it was it was crazy and I was like never again so what I've done and I'm, I'm in no way affiliated with this company but I have gone ahead and gotten myself on FreshBooks, and it's a completely cloud-based scenario. And every night whenever I come in, um, I go through um, my cash drawer, and essentially um, I know what I took, and I know what I'm bringing, and I count what I am brought home, and the difference is what I made. And then I'm able to go in, and in FreshBooks, I can keep up with all of my expenses, and I can categorize those. And so I put all of those in for the day. So if I stopped and got milk or coffee creamer or sugar or whatever it was, I simply put that in there. I can attach an image of the receipt, although most of the time I'm not right now, but I can do that digitally and um, I can categorize that expense and it's in there. And then I can also go in and um, I create what in FreshBooks, there's not a way to actually create Uh, and track revenue. So I create an invoice for retail sales and I create it for the amount of money that I earned that night because I've counted it and already put it in my spreadsheet. And I do that. So now I'm able to look at a home page and it shows me where my income to expenses are. At the same time, I don't miss expenses. I mean, there's a lot of expenses that I didn't track on a daily basis um, last year. And I, you know, you lose track of those wherever you, every time you stop and fill up with gas. Well, I have a vehicle that I exclusively use for the business. That vehicle does not get used for anything else. So every bit of mileage and every bit of gas and, and maintenance that goes into that car is a business expense. And so um, those things are easily able to be tracked, but I'm then able to look and see a graph in real time of what my income and expenses have been so far uh, in the year. So um, that's great because I'm going to continue doing that through the busy season because the the one thing about business is that when you have, um, in my situation, a 98% cash business, I do accept credit cards. and But again, that's still uh, you know pretty much a uh, overnight transaction, and it's a very small percentage. I mean, I might have $15 a night of credit card transactions. Dealing with a large amount of cash transactions on a business, it is the easiest to begin to lose track of that. It's uh, easy to uh, have that disappear with expenses that never get tracked and, and that sort of thing. So I'm trying to be very, very conscious of that for several reasons. Um but just really to try to get myself organized this year. So that's what I've done to get ready for the busy season, and that's what I'm looking to try to uh, figure out the inventory and uh, the cash flow on a what would be a, considered a normal busy season, and then go from there and figure out um, what the next best step for my business is. By the time we really get into the heart of busy season and trying to get some of these um, – coming up uh, festivals and fairs that I'm trying to be in. I will have my new 18-liter Dewar Ford liquid nitrogen that's coming, and so I'll be able to double my capacity and definitely make it through the weekend without having to sacrifice any work days out at the pier. Plus, I'll be ready for the busy season and being out all day with cruise ships and that sort of thing. So it's an exciting uh, time, and I'm glad you're here to share it with me. So I wanted to thank you for that. I wanted to remind you that if you've uh, been a listener, we've got a free book for you. Our guest from... Uh, episode 128, Ryan Levesque, has given us copies of his free book. It's called Ask 
that's the name of the book, Ask ASK. And this to get the free book, simply go to www.askformula.com forward slash brick. Once you do that, you'll see that book in your shopping cart, and there's a place for a coupon code. Just put in BRICK2015, B-R-I-C-K 2015. Your shopping cart will go to zero. And at that point, go ahead and order the book, put in your address, and he will send you a hard copy of the book. Way to get in your customers' minds in any business and to give your customer exactly what they want. So go to askformula.com forward slash brick and get your free book today. Thanks again for joining us on the Brick and Mortar Reporter podcast. I'm so glad to have you with us. So glad to have you on the journey. And I'm very optimistic about being able to bring you some really good news in the future. Have a good day. All right. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter podcast. I'm Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire, reminding you that building your business happens step by step. Whether you're just starting or growing your business, use what you heard in this interview today to build a strong foundation for your business. Make sure you don't miss a single episode by subscribing to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast in iTunes. And remember, when you have the choice, choose local. 